Welcome back to Be Right. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Uh, we've got our guest from DraftKings today, Reed Fowler. Uh, he's also, uh, you also hear him on PJ Tour Live throughout the season. So, Reed, thanks for uh, coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. This is, uh, is going to be an interesting tournament. And there's a lot to talk about. Uh, there's always a lot to talk about with this type of tournament. Yeah. So, I'm excited to get into it. Sounds good. Uh, I guess first we should uh, mention last week's winner. Obviously, uh, you know, the Sony Open had that exciting finish, Hideki Matsuyama chasing down Russell Henley. I know a lot of people expected Henley to falter. He, he, he did kind of. I mean, he shot a 29 on the front nine, but then a 36 on the back. He left the door open, and then Matsuyama daggers him with that eagle. Guys, how did we make out? Uh, obviously, my one, my one pick, Corey Connors, he played pretty – he gave a valiant effort, but uh, came up short. How about you guys? Yeah, wasn't a great week. Uh, I think I ended up down like 11 units or so. But funny enough, some guy reached out on Twitter. He hit like a bunch of money. This guy, yeah, Rodney Carver, right. give him a, a quick shout out. Shout out, Rodney Used Carver. none of our picks. Uh, I, I like you, Myers. I was on Corey Connors. Um, <laughs> had the backdoor top 10. I only had the top six each way. Uh, mm. So, yeah, not, not great. But we, we move on uh, down 11 units in one week. It's not a great start to the full field season, but on we go. Yeah, that was definitely a, a first someone reaching out and saying they listen to our podcast for all the great picks and he didn't bet on a single pick. We, we, uh, that's not something you see every day on Twitter. So I was no. pretty, I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that. Right. A, you don't see people being nice, but B, being unnecessarily nice, nice. wrong. I don't, I don't even know what <laughs> yeah. he was. He's just a nice guy. Really nice guy. Yeah. Reed, yeah, what about like, yourself? Did you that have was pretty any, good uh, for me. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness, right? I'm from Hawaii. So if I got bad picks in Hawaii, <laughs> and that is either not good for the brand, not good for me personally. Uh, yeah. No, it was great. I was on Hideki. Uh, he's one of the guys that I feature in, in my article. And then also too, Michael Thompson. I know he's a trendy pick this yeah. week, but I was Thankfully, one week early on him at 200 to one to win it, Woo! but all of his derivatives were fantastic, right? His each ways were great because of that. Yeah. Uh, and he was someone that also could have gotten you quite a bit of cash uh, if you if you bet all of his each ways, because five, top five, 10, 20, all hit, obviously, right. with his performance. So it was a really good one. I was on Cam Smith earlier. So just like oh, they boy. say, you can't birdie every single hole unless you break the first two i'm i'm going i'm trying to go every single tournament hit the outrights and then just go to my private island and, and that'll be that wow well that's a good yeah or, or go back to hawaii at the very least uh, you know how this goes though right like you feel yeah. really good just like you're down 11 units see and then you win one you know, yeah. and then you're back up to even and you feel really good you're up 11 units and you get really, really greedy at the American Express. You bet 10 guys and you lose all of them. So yep. that's how this game that's, goes. That's yep. golf betting. But we've been doing it enough where, you know, you're humble enough where, you know, you know, uh, this week might not go well, but doesn't matter. You're up a bunch yeah. for the last couple of weeks. So, man, we got Reed on the show coming in hot. Hot, coming in red hot, going for three in a row. That's impressive. I do have to, I didn't hit a winner but I do have to pat myself on the back because as these guys know, and I've been updating them with every single detail my first full week, uh, being able to bet I legally in New York, I only, I stuck with the one bet Corey Connors. And then I got some kind of odd boost. My only other bet was Corey Connors top 40. And I got like a hundred percent odds boost. So obviously he hit that. So I ended up up slightly for the week, uh, 
So I was very proud of myself. There was also two days I actually didn't bet at all. I don't know. You know, that's to me is a big deal. Uh, that won't happen tonight, probably. I'm sure I'll be I'll get suckered into some stupid NBA game. You know, I, I've told you guys never to bet on the NBA. But uh, no, anyway, we're, we're off to an okay start. I still have the accounts up and running. Um, all right, let's get into this week then. We have, uh, we, we come back to the mainland, obviously, with the American Express, uh, aka whatever you want. It is, this tournament's had so many names through the years. It's incredible. It's, it's the one, obviously, out in Palm Springs. Uh, Steve, tell us first about, about the courses. You know, this used to be the five-day event. It's now a four-day event, thank goodness. I mean, no one would, would show up if it was a five-day event. Uh, you have three different courses, though, out there at PGA West. Uh, tell us what to expect this week. Yeah, uh, all three are super easy. Uh, each of the past three years that La Quinta Country Club's been in the rotation as uh, the easiest course on tour. And then the other two are the Pete Dye Stadium course and Nicholas Tournament course. So last year, there was no pro-am. So they played three rounds on the stadium, one on the Nicholas, and they each were pretty easy. They played about a shot under par. And even though there's a little wind um, and we're not really expecting much wind this year, so going to be a birdie fest. So things I'm looking at, first of all, it's a week for bombs. You know, you got John Rahm is such a low favorite. So is Patrick Cantlay. So, you know, those are the two most likely scenarios. But are you really going to put your life on the line on John Rahm winning or one of these other 154 players? Um, Steve Bamford on his podcast put out a good stat that the average odds of someone winning here is like 110 to one or something. Um mm. And that includes obviously Adam Long, who's a <laughs> yeah. super bomb, 400 to one when he outdoled yeah. Phil, whatever that was, 2019. Uh, Johnny Vegas, your boy Bill Haas Myers. This two, is a Bill two Haas. Two time winner. Two time winner. Two time winner. Yeah. He was 30 to one the last time in 15. Um, wow. So, you know, I, I'm looking kind of in that mid to, to long range of guys. Um, strokes gain total on par 72s of less than 7,200 yards. All three of these courses apply. Um, Interesting to look at the top five there over the last 24 rounds, Fantasy National, Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay, Jason Day, interesting name, I think, this week, uh, John Rahm and Nick Taylor, and then birdie making um, the last 24 rounds on courses that are easy relative to par, Patrick Cantlay again, John Rahm again, Johnny Vegas, uh, Sung J.M., uh, who missed the cut last week, some people might be on, including Pat Mayo, our guy, uh, and Corey Connors, too, also our boy, Myers, so that's what I'm looking at. Reed, I'm curious what other trends and stats uh, you're looking at uh, coming into yep. this. No, it's a good breakdown, Stephen. When you take a look at Jason Day, for instance, right? And I think this is something that we all have to do. And I, I get really, uh, I get analysis paralysis when I depend too much on the numbers and the stats, right? When you take a look a little bit deeper on Jason Day, most of that happens at uh, the Pro-Am, right? At Pebble Beach. I don't think he's ever played American Express. Uh, so that's something to take note of with Jason day who, you know, those stats can, can uh, paint a nice picture for him, but he's never played here before. Now you don't have to necessarily play here. I think you have to play. If you look at what 12, the last 13 winners have played one week, at least, uh, in Hawaii. So that's definitely something that you want to take a look at. But having said that, right, there are guys, there's trends are always meant to be broken. I'm actually looking to at strokes getting off the tee. You mentioned some of these guys that have, played well here john rom winning right johnny vegas siwoo kim all these guys one of their best traits if you look at their strokes gain total driving at the end of the season it's been pretty high right they've been really good drivers of the ball 
And when you think about it, an easy course, rough is not really going to be a factor. It's not going to be that thick. You don't think driving has a lot to do with it on a short course, but we all know Pete Dye is diabolical. He'll send you on sight lines off the tee that make you second guess. Like, oh, that part of the fairway doesn't have a lot of space. So I'm going to aim it to the left, but I don't know that there's a, you know, a green or a fairway bunker. It slopes towards that bunker. And then when you get down to the landing area, there's like 40 yards of fairway that you could have missed it on, like on the one side that you're playing against. Right. So that's something that you really have to think about as well is that Pete Dye courses. He tries to trick you every which way makes you think about these courses, makes you think about the whole that's following the current hole you're on. And you want to get guys that have experience playing on die courses, in my opinion, and then course rotations, right? We have the RSM Classic, AT&T Pro-Am. There's some of these courses that have a rotation and especially the Pro-Am. Amateurs are going to play, you know, a part in this six hour rounds. Alex, you mentioned it. You know, you don't want to do five rounds, but you <sighs> really don't want to do like six, you know, hours yeah. per round. But some of these guys that have played well on these type of formats or in these type of formats, excuse me, that's something that you want to maybe factor in especially when you get into the long shots, right? Try and paint a picture where some of these guys have done well and amateurs, although we don't like them necessarily for our viewing pleasure for a PGA tournament, I'm sure some of these guys are going to follow suit. If this amateur putts, you know, from 20 feet behind a pro, like most of the pros are going to be inside. All the pros are going to be inside the amateurs. If they're showing them a lot in the putts, that could definitely help out some guys. So I'm taking a look at guys who've played on these type of tournament formats before, especially some of the longer shots. Like it. Interesting. All right. Well, let's start at the top of the board with uh, with the favorites. Of course, we mentioned John Rahm. He's coming in off that runner-up in Hawaii, plus 500, which is about as low as, as we will see this year probably. He is the favorite over Patrick Cantley, who nipped him obviously for player of the year last year, plus 900. Then you got Scotty Scheffler. I know these guys will remember. You remember your losses more than the wins. We had the, Scotty a couple of years ago in this event when he had the 54 0 lead, couldn't get it done. Uh, plus 1,600. Then Sung JM, as Steve mentioned, plus 1,800 coming off that surprising miscut. Taylor Gooch, who almost got killed by that Aaron T shot. Uh, who hit? <laughs> that by the way do we know i mean that was that was why I, I was searching the google you know google yeah. alert. i don't even i can't even figure out where it came like the range that, that was bizarre i don't know i don't know where it came from still yeah. still have no idea mystery uh and we need the four police on that john huggin please uh find out if anyone <laughs> yelled for uh taylor gooch 20 to 1 tony finau 20 to 1 Corey connor's 22 to 1 and then i'll cut it off here with abe answer another surprising missed cut last week uh, he's at 25 to one. So, uh, CP start with you. You usually don't like any of these guys in the top part, but I named a few extra guys. Uh, anybody got your attention? Not up top here, obviously. Um, like Reed was talking about before I'm, I'm the opposite of Reed right now. I'm every name I look at, I'm like, like talking myself out of why mm. they can't win. So I'm in, a, I'm in a tough spot golf wise. Um, I've made two bets so far and both of them are hundred to one or longer. So, Okay. Uh, we can wait on me if I had, you know, you didn't say him, but default would be Patrick Reed, you know, former winner here, sure. probably the best value up top um, here, but I don't know, been poor recently with the driver. We know he's playing, been playing the PXG driver for a while. He did have a second in Bermuda, but I bet him too many times and he's been, you know, plus three through nine because he can't find a fairway. So, mm -hmm. um, and plus you may, might want to wait on him till, till next week when he's defending his, Tory Farmer's title, so I'm um, yeah. not in love with anyone up here. Steve, what about you? 
Yeah, one guy for me, um, Tony Finau. Uh, decent odds, I feel like, 22 to 1. Got the, the winning uh, monkey off his back. And I, I think, too, um, stroke skiing on desert courses. I, I looked at that on Fantasy National, and he's sixth here. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Utah guy plays a bunch of good golf in the desert. Um, and he's first in that stat of uh, strokes gain total on par 72s of less than 7,200 yards. So, I mean, Tony Fino, when you could just hit your driver kind of anywhere um, and, you know, not be penalized really if you're in the rough, I think he's interesting. So he could go super low any of these days. I, I just feel like the difference from John Rahm at five to one to Fino at like 25 to one, I think you could get him in some spots. It just shouldn't be that big of a difference. So that's the only guy for me. Uh, how about you, Reed? I think you like one of these guys in this range. Yeah, I'll never. Finau is my favorite golfer. Uh, I'll yeah, never exactly. knock anybody for taking Finau. Uh, it is a it is a love affair that usually never returns. <laughs> it could be costly uh, for sure. It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like yeah, Xander, right? It's you yeah, gotta bet Xander yeah. until he wins, and he's always going right. to be in the teens or the low twenties because once you're off in Xander or Finau. They could potentially do it. So you're always talking yeah. yourself into it. Uh, I actually, you know, with the top here, you take a look at the stats too from this course. It's only on the stadium, right? And it's so right. wonky because you have three days until we get a cut. And so, like, there's there's a lot to, to, to factor in. And John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay are so far and ahead, uh, far and ahead, excuse me, of the rest of the field in terms of stats, in terms of play. Like these guys took off what two months and they came back and you know, a fourth for Cantlay or whatever, a top five for Cantlay. And then John Rom, you know, essentially she could have won that tournament very easily right. uh, at Kapalua. But I'm actually on Taylor Gooch here at, at 20 to one at plus 2000. Right now, I mean, you take a look at what he did last week. And sure, there's a lot of off the course drama that we have per Taylor, not for like, not per Taylor Gooch, but with him in mind, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he might have some experience, you know, playing a slower round from last week to this week. Uh, but you take a look at what he did. I think it was 2019, a top five or a fourth place here. He started on the stadium course, which I think he's starting on this week as well. Shot a 67. And then his final round uh, on the stadium course shot a 64. Uh, and so I do like what he's doing. He's been number one in approach you know, over the fall series, basically up until now. And that's what you really need on a Pete Dye course. You know, we talk about all the ancillary stuff, but I think, and look, winning twice in four starts is a tall order for any, winning once in four starts is an extremely tall order. And seeing Taylor Gooch at 20, when we were seeing him, seeing him last year at 80, yeah. 90, I know his sticker, it's just sticker shock, but I think he's a guy that is similar to what we saw uh, you know, last year from a guy like Sam Burns, right? Is he's not the same player at all. I think Sam Burns is, you know, more talented than, than Gooch, but I like him a lot up there at 20 to one. I think he's, he's a guy that we got to strike when the iron's hot. And look, you take, you take a look at Scotty Scheffler at 16. It's short, but we've seen what six of 13 guys win their first tournament here. I don't think I want Scheffler this week, but it's going to come soon. Like Scheffler's mm -hmm. win is coming soon. Yeah, I agree. 16, though, is tough. Yeah, uh, sure, but sure. Uh, but yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, Matthew Wolf, I'll throw out some, a few more names here. Matthew Wolf, 28 to 1. Seamus Power, he, man, serious respect for Seamus, uh, 28 to 1. Patrick Reed, who we've mentioned, obviously, the year he won, he shot three consecutive 63s to begin his tournament. He's 35 to 1. Russell Henley coming off that disappointing, if you can call it disappointing runner up 
plus 3,500. Will Zalatoris, who's kind of fallen back down a little, plus 4,500. Cameron Tringali, plus 4,500. And then I'll give you a couple guys at 50 to 1. Siwoo Kim, uh, the defending champ, and Ricky Fowler, who I know, Steve, uh, we just put out a story. Uh, I think it was Rick, uh, Rick Gaiman, uh, actually pumping up Ricky Fowler this week. Big on Ricky. Yeah, the uh, the weighted uh, strokes gain stats speak highly of Ricky. So Rick is on him. Uh, pray for the mentions when Ricky misses the cut. Pray for me. <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not going there. I know CP, one of his New Year's resolutions was never yep. bet Ricky Fowler. So <laughs> I'm sure he's not going there either. Uh, I'm kind of skipping this range. I think I have made a move at least maybe Seamus Power uh 35 to one it's kind of like a similar boat to taylor gooch right reed it's like you know we've been seeing these guys at such higher odds that it's tough to bite the bullet um you know at these lower odds but you know seamus has been making a bunch of birdies he finished top 15 here a couple years ago when he was not you know the type of player that he is now you know he's got a win on tour um obviously it was a opposite field event but uh, you know i wouldn't be surprised he's been playing really really well these last two weeks uh that we've seen him out in hawaii so um yeah that might be that might be my move here uh haven't haven't pulled the trigger yet um how about you reed where are you going in this range yeah i like seamus uh again a guy who's we've seen jump drastically in odds in expected finish he's playing like over expectation right we always talk about that other sports and when you talk about someone again who has such a higher you know, such a, you know, his number is so much lower than we saw him at earlier in the fall series, but it's similar to Gooch, right? He's played extremely well. His weekend wasn't great. If you look at the stats, it was a lot of putting and not a lot of approach. And you look at Hawaii and then, you know, then Sony open, right? Excuse me, the century and then the Sony open. Is he going to be a little fatigued? Probably not, right? Like he's someone too, that is, is vying for overall world golf ranking points, FedEx got points, you got to factor that in for a guy who want, you know, who now can set up his own schedule and he still chooses to play here. So mm-hmm. I think this course fits well for a guy like Seamus, because again, he's been historically really good with his irons. And when he gets hot, we see him drain all those butts. So that's what you need here. Uh, yeah. Let me, I, Chris CP, any, you, oh, you were starting with the hundred. So with some longer shots. So let's get into those. Um, you know, I, I'll give a couple more names here. Justin Rose, uh, plus 5,500. Uh, let's see, Adam Hadwin, I think a two-time runner-up here, plus 6,500. Uh, and then, you know, Jonathan Vegas, we've mentioned 80 to one, you know, a former champ. Uh, Charles Howell played okay last week. Obviously, we know he has a great track record here, 90 to one. Um, so CP, I'll throw it back to you. I'm almost to that 100 range. You mentioned you had a couple longer shots that you like. Uh, who, who do you want to mention? Yeah, I just think my, my theme this week is long shots who I actually think can withstand like a John Rom Sunday 62 or if they get into the final group with John Rom like can kind of go toe to toe with him because the way John Rom is playing the way he kind of just picked up where he left off and why mm. makes me think he's he's going to be there on Sunday so I want a guy that you know proven player that can hang with him and I think that makes Gary Woodland the best bet on this board 100 to 1 I know a lot of people have touted that already but it's it is, it is legitimately shocking to see Gary Woodland. It's not like he's fallen off this like cliff that he's being treated like with these odds. You know, he's had a couple top 15s since last April. I think it was four I counted. You know, U.S. Open winner, uh, has a runner-up here in the past, and a 16th place finish. Health is the key. I think it was a month ago. He provided a little uh, 
health update on Instagram said his body was finally, you know, remember last year, I think it was at Sherwood, like he was on, on his back. He couldn't walk. He had to be like mm. carted off. Um, and I remember asking him at the players if surgery was on the table and he said, you know, that was very much on the table if, if it kept getting worse. And a couple of weeks ago, he said his body was feeling good again. So, um, you know, former major winner, proven player, a guy who I think could hang with John Rahm on Sunday um, if uh, if the situation arises. And at 100 to one, you know, I can name five guys ahead of him that I think have no chance of winning this tournament. So I think there's a lot of value on uh, G-dubs this week. Very, I like the uh, the boots on the ground reporting. <laughs> yeah, cool. The players, very nice. Humble brag. Okay, one so, tournament I go to a year. I got to, I got to, uh, yeah, you got to, you got to bump it up. Um, okay. G dub. And you, 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 th- I thought you said you had 200 to one guys. Is, is there another guy? Just a guy north of 100 to one, 200 to one, literally 200 to one. Um, Brant Snedeker, another guy who, you know, nine time. Oh, Brant Snedeker. Um, yeah, another number that just kind okay. of shocked me a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, he's got a couple decent uh, weeks. Um, his last two starts, you know, top 40s, nothing special, but, um, you know, one win away from, you know, Hall of Fame, 10 win status. I don't think Brent Snedeker gets into the Hall of Fame, but uh, I don't know. They're letting anybody in these days, it feels like so. But yeah, just a crazy number for a proven PGA, PGA Tour winner. Another guy, you know, California. This is kind of like his his season when, when he gets all his wins. Pebble, Torrey um, hasn't hasn't done it done so here, but um, Pebble Pro Am he's he's won that a bunch of times. Like Reed was talking about, um, mm-hmm. he could kind of hang with the amateurs and, and uh, win the golf tournament. So Woodland and Snedeker, those are the two uh, the two bets I've made so far, and I did, which is rare for me, each weigh them um, on my local top five. So um, very nice. We'll, we'll see. Very we'll nice. see if I can turn it around with some with some bombs. Reed, what about you? Any any uh, longer shots here? No, I like those calls. Uh, Gary okay. Woodland was on the the short list, and I really wanted to 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 pump him up. But yeah, I think that's the big thing, right? Is health and is it there? And you're probably this is when you need to get a guy like Gary, right? Is yep. in a smaller field, not smaller, but like you know the strength of field isn't as strong as somewhere else where he'd be definitely playing, and arguably. Like CP mentioned, if you have, you know, 10 guys that you can think and hang with the top two, top three, Gary's definitely on that list because he's a major winner that automatically puts him in that category. So I like that call. I think Russell Knox was a top 20 for me right now, just because of what he's done, man. He's done so well. He top seven, like a T seven last week. And Mm. he just, he tears up these courses, like these rotational courses. Um, You just look at the stats over, you know, the handful of years and Knox, doesn't really strike you as a guy who can rain in the birdies, but for whatever reason, you know, kind of makes his way into the top 20, top 25 every now and then these tournaments. But the two outrights that I have is Kramer Hickok and uh, Tom Hoagie. And I think they're both at about 130 to mm-hmm. one. And it's going to differentiate what books you're at. But on DK Sportsbook, I think you can get them both at, you know, plus 13,000 and 130 to one, which is much easier to say. Uh, and with Hickok, you take a look at what he's done as well, especially at a place like Travelers, some other Pete Dye courses. And he's someone that always can can get things going. I don't know if he can stand toe to toe with Rom, but he did stand toe to toe with with you know Harris. Harris I don't know if that's the same thing, but you know, <laughs> marathon of a playoff. Maybe he can just kind of recall something like that and say, "Oh, this is just Harris English, Harris English, not the best player in the world." 
Uh, and so I do like Hickok at his number. I'm always on him when he's triple digits because when he, when he can putt, because we know he's strong off the tee, when he finally starts to roll the ball in, we see him, you know, shoot up that leaderboard. And, you know, Tom Hoagie, again, a guy who's played well on these type of courses, right? He drives the ball, you know, well. And he, again, he's someone too at this type of course that if we get 54 holes and he can get you some birdies, hopefully he can get you at least to, to flirt with the lead, but definitely top five, top town on. So those two guys, uh, and then Gary Willen, I'm still, CP, I'm still on the fence with him. I might like Wednesday night, just click it. Uh, but those are the two guys that I like so far. Steve, what about you? I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple losing bets that I'm going to throw out here just because, you know, tis the season. Uh, that's great. Yeah. This is bomb, bomb season. Uh, Andrew Putnam, uh, a Ooh, lot of people will say, that. Who is that? But CP knows him. Uh, Desert golf guru, 160 to one through a few units on that. Uh, Francesco Molinari, 190 Ooh. to one. I mean, what are we talking? What are Danny. we doing here? Francesco Molinari, 190 to me? one. You're kidding me? <laughs> Golly. So there are a couple bucks on that. James Hahn, again, desert golf. Should have won a TPC Scottsdale. Uh, Brooks Kepka caught him, but, you know, decent numbers. Uh, desert golf that that tournament probably clouds a lot of these numbers, but 250 to one on James Hahn just seems like a good number. Um, uh, and Jason day, I mean, it, I'll mention it. Uh, and Reed makes a good point that a lot of those stats that I mentioned come from pebble, but I know that Jason day has been training in Palm Springs. Uh, he's been there a lot of the winter. So, you know, he's been acclimated to the desert 125 to one on Jason day. I saw a stat too, that a lot of his, uh, you know, good golf. If you look at guys who um, are just starting their season and look at their results specifically, Jason Day is at the top of a lot of those lists. So, um, Jason Day at 125 to one is is just an auto click, I think, for me. Um, oh, you guys were betting them and losing a bunch of money last year. Yeah, you last don't have to sell years. me. I'll do it. Correct. I'm, I'm back. Correct. I'm back in. I stayed <laughs> away. I'm back. 125 to one. You're back. So, wow, Jason Day. Yeah, I think CP and I were still riding that train last year. He had a few yeah. top tens, I think. In Travelers should have won. Yeah, won and he should have won the Travelers. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, let's get some final thoughts here. I also, CP, I did mean to ask you about your uh, your wild trip to uh, AC. I guess you, you survived that. But uh, any final thoughts from you and and AC? I love, and, I love and, some and of Matthew uh, Stafford winning his first playoff yeah. game. Your boy. Yeah, congrats. I love. I'm scrolling Twitter all day, and it's all Odell this, Odell that. It's like my guy threw a perfect game yesterday. Perfect. Can he perfect can he get game. some love for his first playoff win? Yeah, a great job by him. He did everything that he needed. Odell did throw a great pass, probably the best pass of the night. But uh, no, Stafford, it was it was, it was a great. Performance. Yeah, I'm interested in getting Reed's uh, early uh, NFL leans for. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like, like absolutely. But you know what? The worst take, and I hate this on Twitter, is when you see like the Blake Bortles and Nick Foles have more playoff wins than this. <laughs> yeah, quarter. of course. Right. It's like that is I like so it when it's about the Cowboys. Like, That's the best. Like That's the, true. Board, the board coin is that it's all time low and it's staying there because he's not going to smell another starting job whatsoever. And Nick Foles right. has been on 14 teams in the yeah, last yeah. two years. So <laughs> don't tell me these guys and look quarterback or not, right. They played good games in the playoffs, but for the most part, it wasn't because of them that they won, right. Philly, just, they were a team of destiny. Right. Uh, and look, Nick Foles is fine, but he's not a good quarterback. So no, yeah, I, yeah. I just I do not like those those takes. It's like I see everyone. NFL memes. My 
oh it's like get like why is borals this like guy who all of a sudden gets all this love is like a you know the 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 football version of you know what's that movie that was super awkward i'm like dating myself anyway i digress i digress napoleon dynamite my, yes thank you no you're right reed that was our time i said that yeah, to uh to cp yesterday we were talking i was like you know i'm i think matthew stafford's a very good player i, I don't love yeah. him as much as cp but i said you know if he loses tonight he's a bum like everybody will just say he's a total bum because this is like that's his one how chance. twitter works yeah. so thank yeah. goodness he won to get that monkey off his back because i mean if he loses next week he'll still be a bum to most people but but at least he he you know that's how quick we we judge these guys and you're right we bring up these stupid stuff people you know? are like oh kyler's going to the mlb it's like can he get can he get one more playoff game next year yeah he, exactly 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 yeah. like everyone's so terrible. quick to judge and to yeah. analyze if someone's good or not the same thing happened with Tua last year just saying this guy's not good i'm like he's only started 14 games in the yeah. nfl yeah. so essentially this is like his rookie season and look what he did he played really well played much better miami's yeah. and this goes into uh, we'll get you know i'll get into the football picks right now is this goes into the organizations on is this a good organization or not detroit is not Stafford no. is a good player. Detroit is just historically not a good organization. Yep. Green Bay Packers are. The Tennessee Titans are. Cincinnati now is becoming that, right? Kansas City. You look at the, the eight teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Rams, Packers, Niners, Tennessee, and Cincinnati. Not one of those teams. You can say, uh, they like their organization is kind of bogus. Yeah. They're all really strong uh, from top to bottom. And if you take a look at, at any one of these, I probably would lean my, my favorite bet so far is probably San Francisco getting the points. I know that's the trendy pick, but no, no, no. people love them. Yeah. Like I mean, you take a look at Green Bay, and this could easily be a 21 zero right in the first, yeah. first quarter. Absolutely. And everyone's going to say, see, look, everyone wanted to take San Francisco, but let's look what happened with the Rams in week 18, when the 49ers, excuse me, the 49ers, when they had to play the Rams in week 18 to get into the playoffs, they were down 17-0 going into halftime. What do they do? Everyone's like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'd be I'd the first to admit this. I didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo was a good quarterback, but what did he do? He brought his team back. He made the plays that he needed to to get back into that game and eventually win to get into the playoffs. Green Bay cannot defend the run. They cannot defend the run whatsoever. And Debo Samuel, 10 attempts last week, or excuse me, yeah, last week, mm -hmm. he had two the first time these teams met early in the season. They've deployed an entirely different offense than the Packers have seen. So that's one of my favorite. But look, all of these lines right now are super mature because every sports book has all the data that they need to make the lines oh, yeah. exactly what they want to do to make a ton of money. So yeah. I like going to the team totals. I think the, the Buccaneers team total is another one of my favorite bets. I think at 25 and a half, just because they've been scoring a ton. And I think that game is going to go over, right? Okay. The Rams and Bucks. So those are my two favorite leans. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the playoffs. I think all these teams that are in it right now are super exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, we weeded like out some bad teams last week. So we no. should get more, more good games this week. Uh, yeah, Steve, what about you? Um, I mean, I'm a little scared after hearing Reed's bet on the Niners because I, I played the, you know, the typical um, move when you have a heavy favorite in golf. I took John Rahm. I parlayed him with the Packers money line oh, and also a couple of college basketball bets <laughs> oh last God. night, which hit. 
surprise hey, oh, they're big money lines so now okay. the parlay is at like 13 to 1 if rom wins and the packers win so um okay. you know super square just like you know i just feel like john rom's probably gonna win yeah. and then i have a bunch of these long are shots you gonna do, so. are you gonna do the abu dhabi like triple with the lpga <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you got to throw like a dollar on a, on a few of these couple lottery tickets. You have yeah, to. Exactly. Now we have four. We got four of these tournaments yeah. going this week. We got the PGA Tour Champions too, LPGA. Yeah, we finally Euro, got a full so. big week. Can you bet That's on the, the celebrities? The, uh, the triple uh, ticket on Twitter. That is that is history. That is yeah, the yeah. dream right there. Can you can you bet on the celebrities in the LPGA event? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll have to so look I, into that, I, had, I had a good chat with Marty Fish today. He is, uh, <laughs> he's done pretty well. He's done pretty well there. So I'd, I'd probably, uh, I'd lay it on him. Who's he's, his partner? He's a bigger, no, well, I don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just an individual thing. He's won it. He's won three times and finished second and third in the five years. So he's probably mean, a bigger vibes, favorite you know. than, uh, than John Rahm. He's a bigger favorite, I'm sure, this yeah. week. Whoever he's know. playing with, those vibes might rub off on Oh, him. that's true. Yeah, yeah, the vibes could could rub off for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, it was, it was really fun. And Reed, again, he's coming in on this win streak. If you don't win this week, Reed, you just blame it on on us. Yeah. You blame it on CP specifically. Just oh, blame 100%. it. One hundred percent. Blame it on I him rubbing off on you. Any response? Exactly. Exactly. So it's blame. like a free free roll yeah. for you this week. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Very fun. Great chatting with you, Reed. Uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks as always to our producer Greg Gottfried as well. And we'll be back uh, next week. Talk, uh, talk some more golf, you know, with a little NFL. See you.